0: Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Carla, good morning. Happy Tuesday.
1: Happy Tuesday. Good morning, John. Good morning, Daily Grind.
0: I am just enjoying a cup of San Antonio blend.
1: From AGB.
0: The official coffee of the Daily Grind.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Delicious.
0: (laughs) Delicious. Heaven in a mug. Heaven
1: in a mug. Yes. You
0: have not tried it. You have been mistreating your mouth. That's all I'm Mm -hmm. saying.
1: Your mouth. Well, thank you. And your the, nose will too.
0: Oh, yes. Aromatic. It
1: smells so good. Flavorful.
0: Oh. It's the coffee I think that they will serve for dessert at the banquet feast of the lamb. So
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna be surprised at all when that happens. No,
0: neither. I'm gonna be like,
1: huh, ah, I called it. Called it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, on today's date in 1556, January 23rd, the Shaanxi earthquake struck the Shaanxi province in China. And the death toll, according to Chinese records, might be as high as 830,000, making it the deadliest earthquake in history. That's, yeah, that's over three quarters of a million.
1: Mm, Right.
0: And on today's date in 1849, Elizabeth Blackwell was awarded her. M.D. Doctorate of really? Medicine by the Geneva Medical College of Geneva, New York, becoming the United States' first female doctor.
1: Wow, trailblazer!
0: Trailblazer. Yep. How about that? Tragically, on this date in 1870, U.S. Cavalrymen killed 173 Native Americans, mostly women and children, in what oh. is known as the Marias Massacre in Montana. Ooh. And on this date in 1960, the bathscape USS Trieste, which is like a diving ball kind of thing, set a depth record by descending 35,797 feet in the Pacific Ocean.
1: That's crazy.
0: Unrelated to that, but it's just one of those weird things of English. I'm always fascinated by the fact that Pacific Ocean, every sea is pronounced differently.
1: how about that another thing to ponder pacific ocean yep
0: and on this date in 1964 the 24th amendment to the united states constitution prohibiting the use of poll taxes in national elections was ratified
1: well outstanding good move
0: yes and on this date in 1957 walter frederick morrison sold the rights to his design patent number D183626 to his flying disc to the Whammo company which renamed oh. it frisbee
1: frisbee the frisbee yep. how about that
0: yep. and january 23rd is measure your feet day
1: well okay the,
0: <laughs> just go by go by academy and have them measure your feet uh, okay. Do whatever. Shoe store. I shoot deeper. Wherever you go, <laughs> go get your feet measured today. Okay. And it's also National Handwriting Day.
1: Oh, I might work on mine a little. I should I'll work do, on mine. Try a little too. harder.
0: I found um, in clean out stuff. I found some. Did I tell you I found letters that Mom wrote to Joe Ed? Dad. Itself, yes. All these letters. Yes. Uh, and reading seeing her handwriting, reading her writing was like hearing her voice. I
1: bet. You know, oh, I bet we'll have to- she had the best handwriting. Oh such yeah. A in fact, cool teacher, if oh. I
0: was, if I was more of a genius and maybe I need to find somebody that's a programmer. Cause I would love to take her cursive and make it <gasps> font. It's a
1: font. Yes. Ooh, Spencer. Font. <laughs> that would be fitting in so many ways. I would yes. like that. Oh.
0: Okay. It's on my bucket list. We'll see. Okay. And now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. The local density of mosquitoes is inversely proportional to your remaining repellent.
1: Exactly. Very scientific.
0: (laughs) I think I'm just going to share one of my favorite TV quotes. I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl, and my other brother, (laughs) Daryl.
1: Bob Newhart for the win. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was a funny show.
0: Although, I guess I kind of feel like I could say this is uh, daughter-in-law Emily. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Carla, a whole bunch of information is called a wealth. A
1: wealth of information. Wealth of knowledge. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge.
0: Wealth of information. Yeah. The biggest film of 2000 was How the Grinch Stole Christmas.
1: Oh, really?
0: With Jim Carrey. Yeah. It earned yeah. over $260 million that year.
1: Ooh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was such a crazy Grinch.
0: Um, I think he did a great Grinch.
1: Yes. The best.
0: It must be really embarrassing to be the guy who shouts, it's a bird, and then it turns. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> oh, yep. No, get some glasses.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you know the box when when you in fact I always was amazed when I would watch the old black and white reruns of Superman, that he would stand there with his hands on his hips, you know, with his chest he was Mm -hmm. shooting at him, and he would just what the the bullets would bounce off his chest and then the gun would be empty. And then several things happened that I never understood. The criminal would then throw the gun at Superman, and you're going your bullets just bounced off of him. I mean, come on. Oh. What do you think? But then what happened was Superman would duck from the gun.
1: Oh. <laughs> just reflexes, I guess. I don't I mean, know. It's like,
0: oh, bullets? I'll oh. stand here. You throwing something gun. at me? Oh, I'm ducking Empty out of the way. gun? I'm, oh, no. I never understood that. So. <sighs> you know, if you describe yourself as someone who is smarter than most people, that's really not socially acceptable. Right, but I would never do that. If you say that most people are stupid, that is socially acceptable. And it really means the same thing.
1: <laughs> no. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, you're not designating if you're the smarter <laughs> or part of the most. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> But I see what you, I see your point there.
0: Yes. Well played. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. Today, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 11, 29, and we'll explore its message about the interconnectedness of the Christian community. Paul was genuinely outraged when he learned that the believers in Corinth were spiritually weak and that false teachers were causing them to stumble on their faith. He couldn't remain unmoved with such news. 2nd Corinthians eleven twenty nine 29 says who is weak and I am not weak who is made to fall and I am not indignant so in 2nd Corinthians eleven sixteen 16 through 33 the Apostle Paul delivers this powerful message and he outlines all of the various trials and tribulations that he's faced in his unwavering service to Christ He uses strong language. He's almost poking fun at the false apostles who boasted in their arrogance. Interestingly, though, the Corinthians might have viewed Paul's sufferings as a sign of failure, weakness, and defeat. But Paul goes on to reveal an even deeper layer of trials in his experiences. And that is the inner turmoil that he's endured while worrying about the well-being of the Christian churches. Some of these churches were enduring severe persecution for their faith, while others were grappling with pressures to compromise their convictions in order to fit in with the culture of their time. But Paul intimately shares in their pains and their pressures. In this verse, Paul seems to specifically address the churches that he's founded and the souls he's led to faith in Christ. He poses a question, who is weak and I'm not weak. And what he's getting at here is that he feels their struggle with faith just as keenly as they do. When they stumble in their walk with Christ, it carries a strong desire within him for them to turn back towards the right path. In essence, Paul's really saying, His work doesn't stop with someone once they accept Christ. He's committed to them and his commitment only deepens as they grow in their faith, face hardships, encounter moments of weakness. Paul's emotional connection to all these churches is a really clear example of the sacrifice that he makes as a servant of Christ. Now, as Christians, we're not meant to live in isolation. Our actions have repercussions throughout the Christian community. When one of our fellow believers stumbles or suffers, we're affected. We are called to be part of a spiritual priesthood. See 1 Peter two nine, And our lives are intricately connected. For Paul, it was impossible to remain unmoved when he learned that the believers in Corinth were spiritually weak and that false teachers were causing them to stumble in their faith he was genuinely outraged Paul encouraged the Corinthian church to share in each other's joys and sorrows you see that in first Corinthians 12: 26 we depend on one another and this influences everything we do even in our prayers we begin by saying, our father matthew 69 first corinthians 14 12 tells us that we must always have our fellow christians in mind that verse says in the it's the same with y'all since y'all are eager for the manifestations of the spirit seek to abound in order to strengthen the church first corinthians 10 24 Do not seek your own good, but the good of the other person. And in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, Paul writes, Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of y'all should in humility be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. Each of y'all should be concerned not only about y'all's own interest, but about the interest of others as well it's easy to become so absorbed in our own spiritual journeys that we neglect our roles within the church we might be so focused on what's happening in our own country that we overlook the suffering and persecution our fellow christians endure worldwide if the rejoicing or hurting of those around us doesn't touch our hearts we become desensitized to the people of god and that is a problem so after today's podcast take a moment and reflect on this message let's ask god to place a burden on our hearts for our fellow believers let's become aware of their needs pray for them align our lives with god's work in their lives remember we are all part of one body and our unity in christ should be at the forefront of our actions and our prayers Hey, as always, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of The Daily Grind. Please drop me a line. Let me know how The Daily Grind can better help you deepen your connection with your fellow Christians and to live out your faith in a more profound way. I hope that you have a great Wednesday. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus.